Hello and welcome to episode 6 of DevPro Women 2030. I'm Emma Smith, careers reporter with DevX. And I'm Rebecca Root, a reporter and editorial associate at DevX. And I can't believe that says at episode 6 already. Yeah, so for a solid year now, we've been grilling females in the sector about the next generation of development professionals and how we can all be better prepared for the workforce of tomorrow. Yeah, we've learned so much. and I know I've certainly been taking note of all the different pieces of advice. Um, there was Kimberly King who told us to look at women's soft skill as superpowers. Um, there was Nasha Ishmael who suggested forming a coalition of women from both high income and emerging country contexts. And then right at the beginning, we spoke to Helen Clark and she advised that we should all be more proactive in mentoring and nurturing other women's talent and to really believe in ourselves more as candidates for those higher positions. Yeah, and then Sylvia Migret spun it all on its head and said the onus is on employers to create an organisational culture that helps build confidence in women. And Angela Bruce Rayburn talked about the need to develop her own network and build relations with internal champions, including men. Gosh, I'm tired just thinking about all the things we need to do, but it has been really useful. Um, we're not done yet, though. Nope, that's right. We are talking today about something a little bit different. We've been talking so much about the right skills to develop so that we're best prepared for a changing development landscape. But the one thing we haven't really touched upon yet is education in the formal sense. So what are the degrees and certificates that are going to be seen as really valuable in the next 10 years? Exactly. And and what courses and formal skills should we be looking to pick up now so that we're best prepared further down the line? So Ebony Lee is the Managing Director of Graduate Programs at 2U. And for those of you who don't know, 2U is an educational technology company and that they work with different nonprofit colleges and universities to offer online degree programs. Yeah, and Ebony's in charge of product vision, innovation, development and student experience for online graduate degrees, including many degree programs which are relevant to the future of international development. So, for example, master's degrees in business, public administration, international relations, law, public health, social work and more. This experience, coupled with her personal passion for education, gives Lee a unique perspective on the importance of lifelong learning for the international development professional, as well as the future of advanced education for the field and the value proposition that an online degree holds for professionals in the field. So Rebecca, I'm guessing that is exactly what you asked her about. Absolutely. So notepads at the ready. Throughout this this audio series, we've been specifically focused on what skills and, and what it is that women um, need to be doing to ensure that there's a, a place for them and they're well prepared for to be in the next generation of development professionals. How does your experience as a woman and a woman of color contribute to your perspective on this idea of the importance of education and improved educational access? Well, like many people, you know, um, I wouldn't be here but for the access to certain educational opportunities that I had. Um, you know, I am um, grateful to have been, you know, uh, raised by a strong single mother of six kids who stressed the importance of education as the tool and the means of changing um, our, our life and changing the direction of our life and our circumstances. Um, and so that was always ingrained in me from a very early age. It didn't matter what zip code we we were born in or what, um, income my mom made or the fact that there were six kids. Um, we always found a way to prioritize education and make sure that that was, um, a, a, a pathway to a better life. Um, and so, you know, 
my perspective is born from that, right? So the ability to provide a similar level of access and opportunity um, to people like me from similar circumstances and similar background um, is hugely rewarding in my role today. Um, and so does my experience contribute to my perspective? Absolutely, uh, because I know it works. I know preparing yourself for um, you know jobs and skills that you couldn't even imagine 10 years ago, right? Um, you know, that the best thing one can do is prepare themselves, like I said, for the unknown. And you do that by constantly learning. Um, I've seen it pay off in my life. I, I encourage the people on my team to take the same view. I mentor people for the same kind of advice uh, because I've seen it work for myself and for other people um, in my community. Uh, and so again, I think it's it's it absolutely colors my perspective. Um, I think that the you know we can do a lot to prepare ourselves with the best skills and resources, um, and make sure that we have you know equal representation and a seat at the table in um, in all kinds of fields, uh, and make sure that we're bringing that perspective to bear. And in that same vein, does your experience inform how you advise on, on product development in your work, innovation, and the student experience as a whole? I had to learn over time that um, every voice matters. And I think early in your career, particularly sometimes as a woman, um, you doubt yourself and you doubt whether your opinion or views matter. But the reality is that there is somebody like you always out there um, and your voice and your perspective counts as much as the next person's. Um, and so when I think about product and development and um, innovation, you know, the experience I have and the perspective that I have is as important as the next person's. And so I always try to surround myself with people from very different backgrounds, different ages, different um, upbringings, different gender, different culture, uh, because every one of those perspectives is really, really important to truly innovate and to truly think differently about how to solve a problem. Um, and so does it inform my, my perspective? Absolutely. Um, I think I've learned to proactively seek out you know, contrarian points of views as well and make sure that we're thinking of all the different ways that someone can view our product and handle our product and engage with our product. Um, and the more points of view that we have at the table, the better our product and the better innovations um, we will develop. From your experience, what education trends are you seeing in fields specifically like international development? I think for people who are interested in, in international development, you have to arm yourself for a little bit of the unknown, right? So one of the things that I think are, is really important is to have this kind of perspective of lifelong learning and to think about reinventing yourself and enhancing your skill set over time. Um, it's clear that in today's world, you know, having a, a point of view and background in technology, um, having an understanding of dispute resolution, understanding data and analytics, um, and understanding how to lead and motivate teams 
are instrumental to any potential career in international development and quite frankly, um, in many leadership positions even beyond international development. And so I think it's important that people go into the field with, a, with the knowledge that you can't predict exactly what you're going to need, but you can arm yourself with a variety of skill sets that will prepare you for the unknown. Uh, and you know, getting a master's degree in any one of those disciplines is just putting an extra tool in your toolkit to pre be prepared for that. Um, you know, here at TU, we do believe um, that you know you never stop learning, and um, you know whether that's taking a master's degree or looking for a short course in analytics um, or taking a technical boot camp in coding. All of those things um, are always available to us and should be um, proactively sought as you enhance your skill set for the future of any career. Um, so anyway, I hope that helps to kind of frame some of the skill sets that I think are important. Um, but you can't get away from the importance of the basics um, and the basics skills that we know are gonna be important long-term, data, analytics, um, technology, business, um, are going to be a, a great foundation for anything that you wanna do in international development. Mm -hmm. And and I know you mentioned this idea of, of an attitude of lifelong learning. And often when you're at a different point in your career, an online option is something that kind of is far easier to fit into your day to day. Do you think online degrees are valued as much as offline degrees in the development sector? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I think the perception of online degrees um, has changed dramatically over the years. And, you know, what we try to do here is to create um, a similar experience as you would be used to, even in person, right? Online um, allows a lot more flexibility um, to, and it allows access to opportunities that people may not otherwise have had. Um, but the actual learning is very similar to what you would expect in an on-ground environment. Um, we believe in live classrooms where people get together um, at least once a week with their colleagues. Our ratios are somewhere between one to 14 students. Um, in a classroom environment, that classroom just happens to be virtual, um, but they're having engaging conversations and dialogues and learning and getting to know the faculty and the students much like you would in an on-ground environment. Um, and the beauty is that they can do that, but also supplement their learning with asynchronous content that students consume on their own time with videos and readings, um, and they come back together in this virtual environment to discuss what they're learning. Um, so I think, you know, online education increases access um, to a level um, that previously wasn't available while providing a similar and high quality experience that you would expect in person. And you know, as I think about international development, the benefits of online learning, I think can be, um, you know, a really helpful um, experience to have before people go into that field, right? When you think about the uh, need for collaboration um, and the need to engage with people remotely sometimes and getting comfortable you know, influencing and engaging across cultures and across time zones and across modalities um, is hugely critical and hugely important in international development. What we also find um, is that in online education, our population tends to be really diverse as well, right? Um, and so, you know, in 
our programs, we have, you know, student populations that tend to over-index in, um, you know, women. Uh, we tend to have, you know, um, a, a nice uh, representation and better, in some cases, representation of minority populations. Um, and again, that experience, I think, is people who are going into international development um, a leg up in some cases and how, you know, and being part of these diverse and, and engaging conversations and experiences with people from lots of different backgrounds and cultures. Yeah, great. Absolutely. And that kind of answers part of my next question, which is about the unique benefits um, that an online graduate is able to provide. Um, what what do you think about that? Are there Are there unique benefits that might be specifically relevant to the field of international development? Sure. I mean, I think that, um, you know, first of all, the content itself, right? So whether you're pursuing in a master's in public policy or public administration or public health or master's in business administration or a master's in dispute resolution, like I said, those are all directly applicable um, to the field of international development. Um, and I think in terms of online education, it certainly provides um, students with a platform and a new way of engaging that I think can pay benefits to how they may want to engage in the future with their teams across time zones, like I said, or across cultures and um, prepares them to collaborate um, in new ways, right? So online education breaks down barriers um, in, in ways that an on-ground program sometimes may not be able to. Um, and getting students used to, you know, um, overcoming what may be physical barriers and figuring out ways to engage differently with people, um, I think is a unique benefit that anyone going through an online program um, could bring into their field and especially into a field like international development. Great. I think that's um, really good advice. But I wonder if you have like a final top tip for the next generation of female development professionals in terms of how they can best prepare themselves for you know the development space come 10 years time. I know you've touched upon online learning and surrounding yourself by with different people. But is there is there are there any other tips that you might have? One of the things that I value and I think that other um, leaders value is this notion of constantly challenging status quo. Um, I think that um, we have all accepted certain norms, um, whether that and certain methods of doing things, um, whether that is in how we address you know, sustainability or how we address poverty. I think no matter what problem you're trying to solve, you know, the, the, you will stand out and make a difference if you think outside of the box and challenge conventional modes of thinking. Uh, and the more you can do that and the more you can think differently about approaching problems and solutions, the more that women will stand out in this field and the bigger the impact they will be able to make. So that's one of the things I certainly value and, and have learned to do more and more in my career um, is to take the risk, um, think outside the box, be okay with being different um, and, and, and beating your own drum um, if it serves the greater purpose and helps solve the problem in a new way. Um, so that would be my advice, which is take a little bit of risk, put yourself out there. Um, that's how you'll stand out, but it's also how you're going to make a difference.
So I think some great advice and a nice positive note to end on there. One thing that Ebony stressed, which I think is one of my key takeaways from this series, is it's really about lifelong learning, you know, constantly upskilling and being prepared for the changes in the market. It's all very well having your master's, but as Ebony pointed out, there's a lot of jobs here now that weren't here 10 years ago. And so it's not enough to just have that one qualification. You have to kind of constantly be looking for how things are changing and what skills you might need to to develop. Mm, and I think, you know, throughout this whole series, we've been talking about the idea of this next generation development professional. And perhaps for some people, they might have assumed that that meant people in, in college or university now. But really, it can be any of us, any age, 40s, 50s, 60s. Um, it's just about making sure you've got the skills so that come 10 years time, you are still relevant in the field. So that's it for today and sadly for this series. Thanks to everyone who's tuned in over the past 12 months. And yet, if you want to read more content around this topic of the next generation development professional, then you can head over to devx.com where we've got loads of articles, other podcast episodes and videos all about this this particular topic. Um, DevPro 2030 has been powered by 2U and you can keep following us for updates on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter using at DevX and still please do join in the conversation using hashtag DevPro 2030.